All right, hello and welcome to Chasing Squirrels. This is a, a particularly um, interesting cast this evening. I get the chances the first time I have a guest back on on the uh, on the show, and it's and it's for a really great, really great reason. Um, Jill Stambolich invited me to come and have a chat with her AQ class, and she really gave me kind of open territory to come in and talk about modern learning and uh, maybe use of digital tools for communication, maybe frame some stuff about social media. And and within that, I also wanted to include a little bit about design thinking and intentionality in teaching. And how do you sort of pick yourself up to, to think about at the students empathetically at the center of your craft? So all things considered, it was a pretty, pretty jam-packed two hours I think I spent with them but I got to tell you I had a really great time and I I think I believe that uh, I made some cool connections and some of the students offered up some reflections that we're going to look at sorry listen to in this podcast so without further ado Jill welcome back to the podcast thanks Chris my pleasure so I I I I, I said it once or twice but I'm going to throw another thank you right back at you because that was that was a really great experience for me to work with, I guess I can almost say like a different age group of student. Um, you know, I've worked a little bit with the, with the, with the, the kiddos, the little ones. Um, my placement is in secondary and I've often wondered, you know, what, what it would be like to participate as a facilitator or even a presenter for that matter at a AQ. So, you know, that, that post-secondary level. So I really appreciate that opportunity and I really enjoyed myself. Oh, you know, and and I had fantastic feedback today from um, well, all the students, but a couple in particular had very specific things to say, thank yous for, and and really awareness. And I know now, and I'm noticing more and more that things that I assume people may know about or or have tried in their professional practice as as educators is not the mainstream. Like, for example, Twitter. You know, uh, mm. one one of the guys said, uh, "I never even thought about Twitter as a tool for professional learning. I always just saw it as a way to, you know, shout out or share things socially." And and so, just rethinking those tools and offering that up, I think, well, geez, if I know about it, everybody must know about it. But that's not, mm-hmm. and and we're not going to be able to spread that that magic and those words unless we have really diverse conversations in diverse places at diverse times and what better than in a vocal music AQ, you know, in Richmond Hill in the second week of July. <laughs> well, no. And the funny thing I've mentioned to someone that I was going to, I was going to go do a, a short talk with your, with your group. And right away they asked, well, what's, what's the course? And I said, well, it's AQ, it's music one, sort of like that first AQ. And the first thing that was said to me is like, well, you don't know anything about music. <laughs> I'm like, well, I, I know. Um, but I think I'll be okay because it's it's that strange. I mean, part of it is just you know you've said this your year of saying yes. I you know I'm sort of say yes, figured out afterwards. Just trying to keep that that open mindset as to you know if you're if you're willing if you're willing to kind of do the work, you're okay with it being kind of weird. You're not quite sure what direction it's going to go. Try and find the positive, like all that kind of stuff. 
you, you know, you, you find some pretty cool projects to work on. So, you know, me coming in, I thought, well, I don't think I need to make it specifically about music for a student to sort of see how the content I'm bringing or the conversation could be applicable. And it's a weird kind of gray zone, right? Because you kind of hope that it's connecting. So I'm happy to hear that there was some positive feedback because it was such a tight timeline that, you know, didn't get a quite chance to get that feedback loop. So I'm, I'm happy that uh, it landed somewhere positive for the students. Absolutely. And, and I think that's something that we're, I, I know that I'm coming to realize more and more in education. The, the content is just, you know, uh, a vehicle, but there's all the pedag- pedagogical choices that come within the project mm-hmm. task design. That's where the real learning is in my stage and age right now. It's, it's, I have expertise in the content of music, uh, but that's only one tiny part of really developing an experience of music, music education in schools for students. And at this point, it's me thinking about how can I support students by supporting teachers? That's my yeah. passion right now. And, and I'm finding this personal journey I'm on um, just incredible. The, the way people can connect with others and, and develop their, their passions. And, I don't know, their excitement again for teaching and, and finding too, that, that more and more educators are coming into our profession as second career Oh. adults yep so they they come with this huge uh, pot of knowledge that they've come from other careers that we need to be really honoring and including and finding ways to embed in our education system i don't think there's you know we're not cranking out factory teachers anymore and and thank goodness so it's yeah lovely i had yeah, i had that i had the real sense in talking to some of the students and just listening to their some of their philosophies of education and some of them that spoke with me at the end and just the sidebar conversations and even some of the stuff that just the conversation that just filled my presentation with that, like it's just big robust ideas sort of landing right in the middle of the talk. And you're sort of in that space where, okay, do I, do I try and shape this to what I want to talk about or do we just let it become the topic? And I really got the sense that, you know, that the students in that class that teaching teaching is a part of their life. They want it to be a part of their life, but they had so much more going on. Yes. So much more going on. And it was really, it was a really great energy to have because it it made the class more than just, here's a slide deck, you know, take some notes on it. And when you see that kind of, um, it's like alchemy, a little bit of synergy where the, 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 the provocations that are popping off are not just connecting with curriculum, they're connecting with their whole kind of operating system. And those moments, you know, like I said, when you can get that, some of those little peaks in a, in a two hour talk, mm-hmm. that's what, that's what I really dig. And I really had the sense that a few of them were just like, wow, like this is really not what I expected, but I'm kind of cool with it. Well, and we know that when people are shifting or changing action or behavior or um, ideas that they have to feel through the process. So now imagine how this group of educators is going to go back into their classrooms in September, have felt what it feels like to have personalized conversations, personalized, not, you know, I'm not handing you a grade three music unit and teaching you how to do just these songs that I've chosen for this unit 
which may or may not work for the kids in front of me next year. It may or may not work at all for the kids in your community. So really, but, but when we don't, you know, when, when we um, design tests for adult learning, that feels great and inspires great things in their brains. I think uh, from conversations that that's what's going to happen for the kids in front of them next year. And that's the mm-hmm. most exciting. I mean, if, if one teacher teaches a hundred kids and, and you know, between you and I and, and how many other teachers are maybe inspiring 50 teachers, how many kids are we now reaching? Yeah. I like that exponent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that exponent. It's really exciting. So um, how many times have you, have you, taught this particular AQ? This is just my second go around. So my, it, it, I was pretty nervous actually when I got offered it. I was, I was like, oh man, I mean, sure I have on the paper, you know, the background of teaching, but I'm still in such a shift in my own thinking and practice. And I just have a, an incredible, uh, uh, contact, you know, at York who really, I think she just seems to really believe mm-hmm. in me and, and, you know, she throws it out there and says, would you give it a go and and we'll support you if you need anything and then so it's it's an incredible journey that I'm on myself but maybe that's why it's you know I get so passionate about it because um I'm I'm just shifting you know I'm shifting through and thinking through it the same way so so I'm curious so between between the first time and this time the um did you shift any any pieces around all tons yeah, I really uh, let go of me feeling like I had to be much more in control of the conversation and do throw out the big ideas. Although I do still develop the tasks with with um, provocations or with journal articles or videos that's going to kickstart the conversation. Mm-hmm. Noticing that I'm faster at uh, maybe I'm becoming a better listener. That, that's a, that's a big mm. distinct possibility. So I can be far more responsive. Um, and also with the music tasks, you know, really opening it out this time, everybody signed up for a day where they were doing a present presenting one or two songs that they thought might work. So I, I kicked it off and I finished it off today. I kind of um, bookended it uh, to model. Uh, the first time I modeled just a fairly simple uh, folk song and, and, uh, because I did notice that we had some teachers coming into the part one of the program who had very, very limited little music background themselves. So they needed a lot of modeling in the musicianship mm-hmm. part of it. But today I went through a different folk song, but I found eight different versions of the same folk song. And we dug through the curriculum. We noticed we could take one folk song and we could, using the elements of music, we could introduce the same song from K to six. That's cool. Yep. So we, so I'm again modeling that you don't need to be a superstar with every single lesson in, in your program every single day. You can reuse, you can rethink, you can go deeper with, you know. So, yeah, I mean, I'm getting better at that part, I guess. Because sometimes cool. I kind of, you know, have to hit my head against the ball <laughs> before I change direction. But. Well, it's also relational, right? It's it's absolutely relational where the any course design, it it can be... It's as good as the paper that you you put it down on, virtual or actual, mm-hmm. and the resources that you hope to draw in. You can have a depth of experience. It's just the best song ever. You know, it was when you know the song of your, you know your your 
when you're 16 and you sort of have these deep emotional connections to it. And and the thing that I'm really starting to fully appreciate is um, it has to land somewhere. Yeah. It, it, it just has to land somewhere. I, I find the noticing when it lands soundly or slightly off balance or it sort of smashes and, you know, everyone kind of grabs a piece and runs in opposite directions. It's those moments that I'm, I find myself paying attention more in the classroom and it almost intentionally differentiates the lesson if you're really watching for it because you can have i mean you came into it with with multimodal you had more than one version of the song the 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 fascinating part of that is what if you needed 12 versions and you only know it when you release the six Mm -hmm. and you sort of go oh like i couldn't even see that one coming Mm -hmm. so you know feeling noticing those moments of success is kind of where I guess where I'm in my practice right now and trying to pause and honor them a little bit. Listening, I, I totally get that too, and, and more listening. Yeah, and today the the teacher who ran our music sharing time, she brought in a song that we I think we've all heard, you know. Well, it's a great song. It's really catchy. It's a nice call and response. Like I can I can pick out all the elements of music and I can collect them all the curriculum, but she connected it to her family who came from India. There you go. Moved to Ghana. Her great grandfather worked and the banana plantations. They were hmm. not slaves. They were paid workers who received land as a, as a remuneration for their work. He and his wife had 24 children. Her, her grandfather was one of them. And they all have had families. And that land that her great-grandfather received from that work and the banana plantations, and that's where that song came. You know, hey, Mr. Tallyman, tell me banana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, let's count up the bananas that we've done. Because we, they worked all night because it was so hot in the day. But they, yes. they like, come, and they want to go home. So, Mr. Tallyman, get going on your job. I've worked all day. I need to go home now. That, that, that song came from telling a story, and that, she said, that's my family story. So she brought in this huge sheet cloth that she had made from a family picnic a couple of years ago where they've started to connect all of the family members. Because you can imagine from 24 children, there's a ton of trees. But she took that one simple song. She told us her story. She had, you know, she had me at hello. Like we were hooked for 45 minutes in this song. Her musical abilities are just at the very infancy of developing. But she told this story. She brought in this music. She connected to her life. And and the learning that came out of it was so deep. And I was just thrilled. I was just, it was such a fantastic day to know if that's what she's going to take to her classroom next year. Oh, man, those kids are just going to have a such a ride in music. That's awesome. I like the, uh, if, I, if I had to, if I had to have the t-shirt that epitomized my teaching style. It would just say storyteller. Mm. Yeah, I think I think I'm I'm quite. I've become more comfortable with that, um, and to to the point where it really is soul soothing to be able to find the story that is within every little bit of curriculum. And you know, there's some curricula that I've taught that I just, you know, finding a story, it tends to be my story of me being the exact same age and suffering through that course. But every once in a while, you know, even talking about math, I can, I can find a story that is, is math connected, if not math centered. Right. And 
sometimes it just keeps the kid in the game just a little bit longer to sort of feel like, okay, thank you. That was, that was a good little kind of pause. I'm going to give this uh, equation a try again. So yeah, yeah, storytelling, I think is, is the, is a, is the heart of my pedagogy. Um, And, and I really, I don't think I could do it. I don't think I could do this job if, if I didn't have, I couldn't do the job the way that I enjoy doing it. If I couldn't find story to drive it. I think my t-shirt would say, what if we don't? <laughs> what if we don't? That's good too. That, that's yeah. my t-shirt right now, you know? Like, yep. The, um, I wanted to, um, I want to, I want to go through, I have, I have four, four of the students that provided, um, if we're talking about relational mm-hmm. and sort of getting other people's stories in, um, I'd like to, if we could just, um, let's go through the clips Yeah. and, you know, have a little chit chat about what, what we're hearing there. Um, I want to commend your students. I was, I was, I was delighted that, that four of the group jumped in on this. It is not, um, it's a good bit of finding bravery. You know, I'm some guy in there for two hours. I, I convinced them of something. Maybe if I had another 15 or 20 minutes, I could have got more students to, to share a story. But um, I'm pretty proud of them for jumping in and and sharing a bit of their story. And there's some there's some learning here. I think I've listened to their clips a few times, and it it makes me mindful of the the challenge of of bringing what we learn in the classroom back to the classroom. Mm-hmm. And um, as an adult learner, some of the challenges that are, are inherent when you decide to sort of um, bring new learning in and decide I'm going to change something about me, or the system might be changing a little something about me, and I gotta. I gotta up my skill. Mm-hmm. So, do you want to do you want to hear the first clip? Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Two things. Throw down a little in a, a little introduction for yourself, and tell me what is it that you're chasing? What ideas are you chasing for September? All right. My name's uh, Dan Mulligan. I've been teaching for twelve years, math, gradient math, this whole time, and then just this past year. Um, I'm going to still do that, but also be doing some all the grade five music in my school. And um, so part of that was uh, principal saw me, I do sort of ukulele and guitar at lunch. And he thought that would be a good um, sort of happy music program. So what I'm chasing is this idea that's been swimming around in my head for a while that I, I, I really been gravitating to mindset and mental health with the students I teach, and I, I want to try to make that um, as a part of a music program. In fact, even changing the title of the course from music to uh, my working title right now is My Mind, My Music, Myself. And so the that's idea... Cool. So what does that bring to mind? I think that's a, that's a pretty cool thing to chase for September. Absolutely. Yeah, we, uh, we, that's been an evolving conversation, and I would say that after today's learning with the child and youth support worker for First Nations Métis Inuit from our board. Uh, she's a young a young woman who came in and, and worked with us today. And we were making a lot of connections amongst um, the Indigenous or Aboriginal culture and the idea of music and family and the grandfather teachings and directionality and just just thoughtful practice and, and inclusion and circles and and that brought that particular teacher the clip we just heard from his thinking to a whole new level 
And now, Mm -hmm. you know, where he's thinking about how do I present mindfulness? uh, How is the music curriculum going to be a driver for that? But also just now, how can we just make classrooms so inclusive because we're inviting everyone's culture and thinking into our classroom? And he made that connection because of the First Nation Métis Inuit. But that's it just, I think, he like today, <laughs> his brain was on fire. It was just, it's just getting bigger and bigger for him into taking that idea of um, the arts as a driver for equity and inclusivity and, and creating safe places in schools. Yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's so, it's so kind to think about students in that way. I, I, I love that idea. And I'm excited for him because it feels real. Oh. And really, like you can... It's, it's a, he's going to find collaborators and he's going to have people say, yeah, yeah. People are going to want to be a part of this. They're going to be, they're going to be a one, a part of this. All right. Check out the second clip. Okay. So the question is, what is it that you're chasing for September? Or what is it that you're, you're that kind of that thing that you're working towards for the next school year? Well, for me, I would say it's more of a it's a more of a personal thing. I'm an occasional teacher. Okay. I've been an occasional teacher for about two years and a half, so I I feel kind of lost. In yeah, this. yeah. You know, it's like I've been I was a teacher's college like three years ago now. Yep. That's the last time I did any like long range unit planning. Wow. And I've lost a lot of confidence. I'll be honest with yeah. you. Yeah. You know, it's just you're a babysitter, occasional teacher. You're a glorified babysitter. Okay. And you know, I've I've, I've develop of a fear so you know these aq i'm hoping i'm on the lto list yep. you know, sometimes i had to wait 10 months that's just how the system is now you mm-hmm. have to wait 10 teaching months and then you only can apply twice during the year yeah uh, you know so next those years passed anyways i went to a bunch of interviews last year about two or three didn't get them and i was like you know what i'm just gonna for now stay occasional and i'm scared that i'm gonna get stuck in that okay. comfort so i'm hoping in september now with this you know trying to get a little more confidence that I'll tackle those LTOs, attack, apply to, and just jump in. So I feel for this fella. Isn't this, a, this is a second career for him. And it is. And, and this is that, that's, it's very adult kind of feel to being in school where it's, um, it can be a passion. It can be a calling. It can also be just like, it can be a job that you just, you want security you want to be able to be productive and be secure in your job yeah makes me kind of sad though i I heard that from quite a few of the ot's um that when they come in as occasional teachers they you know are left lessons that are so thin and basically you know just to keep things going and and they they really are not I mean, what does that say about how we think about occasional teachers if we don't leave lesson plans that we feel they can do with our learners mm-hmm. what does it say about our learners that if we are not present in the classroom no learning must then be able to be happening like what what does that say about our system that that makes me the most nervous that um i think that's a big statement on what's happening on how teachers value or maybe overvalue themselves in the classroom yeah it can be it's i think there's definitely there's you know i think about the silos and there's definitely larger conversations around um, sort of like a, um, a better design and lesson plan so that there can be continuity. And I think there's, you know, there's bigger conversations there around what does that look like when, when, whenever the regular 
teacher is not there, regardless of it's, if it's an OT jumping in or um, someone on call in the classroom. And there's always a challenge there to sort of mitigate all the mitigating kind of factors. W- what I loved at the, at the end of this was he had fire to fight. Yes. And he, f- yeah, I really got the sense, and this is something that doesn't work well in a podcast, but in the bit where he said, I'm coming back in September and I'm, I'm, I'm going to go for it. He, he had he had the fire in the belly and that's that is a really really inspiring thing to see absolutely and I'm hopeful that that what we've been talking about in music along with the you know the elements of music and the musicality and the skill building that we've been working on in small bits but also that risk taking and the idea that uh, creating great uh, learning tasks for students in any subject, you know, is our goal and, and inclusivity and, and equity in the classroom and, you know, finding your, your passion to share with students. And yeah, I think, I think that that to me is, is the takeaway that he will leave with as much as the music itself, but um, that mm-hmm. it, it'll be hopefully a vehicle for him to, to jump in there and, and uh, like you said, you know, you'll often see the music jobs or music jobs are very specialized. Special ed classes are the ones that are always left on the list at the end. Yeah. And he's like, oh, and I'm putting my name in. And I said, yes, well, you go. And you know that you've got all of these people in this course who are an email yeah. or a phone call away. Yeah, it also really spoke to my um my my alt ed and my alternative learning spaces heart because I am in a lot of ways, and I mentioned this to the group, my superpower as a teacher is not that I'm centered in a specific curriculum. It's that I'm constantly sussing out and building, you know, my learning strategist credentials. So, you know, I think regardless of, I always look at, you know, professional learning as there's something within that learning that opportunizes your teaching the next time around. Yeah. And I get it. You pay good cash to take a course. And for some people it is, I take a course, I better get that as a teachable, which I, I can hear. I hear that and I understand that. I would also suggest in that though, is that sometimes there is a cost to adding new tools to your toolkit. And sometimes that can only come from an experience like this. So I was I was happy to see him a little bit on fire at the end of that convo. Mm-hmm. Here's, uh, here's clip number three. All right. So two questions. Mm-hmm. Give a little bit of an intro. Not really a question, sorry. Okay. A little bit of an intro. And then tell me what it is you're looking forward to developing in September. Hi, my name is Jennifer. Um, in the summer, or excuse me, in September, I'm looking uh, forward to developing... Um, equality and the joy of music for everyone, wherever background you've come from, and what doesn't matter about your socioeconomic status, but to bring back some joy and peace amongst myself and students and to regain um, some new faith, I guess, in the education system. Thanks. Thanks for sharing. Thank you. That one was um, short and incredibly powerful. Um, I felt the, I felt the emotional center in it. And I also felt the, um, you know, we talk every once in a while, you and I have talked about this and I think we even talked a little bit about before I did the talk about being well for yourself and then you can be more well 
in the in the class. And I can remember challenging the the students with that concept of somehow harmonizing the good that's not only in your teaching portfolio, but also in your life portfolio. And why why wouldn't you want that beautiful good to sort of cross over between the two worlds? And then I get, you know, this bit from from Jennifer, and I realized that for some people, it's a very it's it's it is it is a so deep in their operating system that they really do need to feel that wellness factor first. So what's what's really um, hitting me hard is that uh, not one person has said, uh, I want to create uh, a a world-class musician Mm -hmm. with skills where they're all going to be concert violinists. Everyone is talking about, you know, I'm finding confidence in my own practice to be able to teach kids anything. I want to, you know, look at the music curriculum and the arts as a driver for mental health and wellness. Mm -hmm. Jennifer's looking at it in in, uh, equity and inclusivity. It doesn't matter your background, your socioeconomic background, your, you know, I want you to come to the music classroom and have a chance to have success. Nobody's talking about the skill of playing the piano. Nobody's talking about that. And I think that is a, is a, a beautiful conversation to know that, sure, we will teach skill in music. I think that that might have been, it would have been interesting to catch the same people, you know, two weeks prior. I think mm. that musical skill development was most of the reason that people took the course. But right. the back end of it is, I want to create a space in a school for these students who are in my classroom, for my music students, where they feel well, they feel included, they feel happy, they feel motivated, like whatever it is. I, I, I think that's fascinating so far. For sure. Here's the last clip. All right. Thanks for talking with me. If you could throw down just a, an intro for yourself and then tell me one or two things about what you're excited to work on in September. Sure. So my name is Ryan. I'm a teacher uh, that teaches music, kindergarten to grade six. And this year, I guess, um, I'm excited as we talk about chasing squirrels. Um, My squirrel is probably uh, further pursuing connecting with students through technology. Um, I feel like I've got that squirrel to look back at me. He's considering <laughs> interacting with me. Um, I've had a few uh, moments where we're making some great progress through uh, technology allowing to show the number of views to see if it's being um, reaching if it's reaching my students yep. and then uh, comments on the videos, another form of interaction, um, really positive things happening there. Um, so that's a really positive one. Um, I think um, changing my perspective on, um, I work in a community that's predominantly Chinese Mm -hmm. and I have viewed the language barrier to be of a great challenge uh, to me. So uh, finding ways to make uh, connections uh, when language isn't always the way uh, to reach your audience uh, is a really big one for me. Um, And then connected to that as well is uh, changing my views on uh, behavior management mm. when there is that disconnect. I always find that I, I'm encouraged when educators will 
recognize like wholeheartedly the stuff that they need to work on. Yeah. And that just, that just rung so loudly in the last clip that um, some stuff is working, but I still got stuff to work on. Mm -hmm. And I really appreciated the fact that he recognized that there's some success there and he needs to push harder. He needs to push harder. And he made it about his training and he owned it and he made it specific about his plans. Yeah. I thought that was a, a really, really cool point with that one. Yeah, I want to connect with students and I'm not going to make them do something and the family do something different. I need yeah. to find a way to better connect with the students. I, I've tried this and it's worked, you know, and I've got a little bit of feedback. You know, I, I want to keep going down this road. Yeah, it's lovely. And it's all of these things, you know, the growth mindset, the mental health, the the, the community mindedness, the character education, all of, you know, this full and six C's and the things that we're thinking about in York region with the modern learning frame and deeper learning. You know, if, if teachers are able to enunciate and, and, and or educators, I'll say, are able to enunciate that and able to understand it, it will come in the classrooms for students too. I got to tell you, my friend, my heart is full on your behalf when I listening and listening, listening to the, these, these comments. And I, and you know, it, it would have been great if I could have got all the students. I think what, what, you know, the, what the capture was just with the four, mm -hmm. like that's, that's some pretty profound landing spots at the end of a course. And I love the open endedness of it. It is not, this is a journey for all four of these individuals there, there was no absolute there that this is like, this is all checkboxed. Here we go. Nice and tidy. This is going to work. It's hopeful and forward looking. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I think that's, it's, it's wonderful. It's wonderful where that, uh, where that landed at, landed at the end. Yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks for capturing all of that thinking because uh, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome to be part of these, these adult educators lives. Mm -hmm. It's a very short time. I'm, I'm really honored and, you know, I really feel grateful because it it improves my practice too. Because you're just constantly thinking about how to help others, and if we all are just going to help each other, we're just going to be such a strong education system. We're not going to do it on our own. We can't. I love I love how you set me up for the last piece. Before we sign off, what have you taken from this AQ? What do you what do you, what what could you take from this AQ that has kind of got the gears moving for September? Mm -hmm. Uh. Well, a couple specifics. One is the idea that, you know, music is everywhere and, and it's all pervasive in our lives. And, um, you know, the, we have multiple opportunities to create spaces and time for it to happen. And it's not going to be on Mondays from 9.45 to 10.15. Not, not, mm -hmm. not in my life, not in my class next year. The second is that the from this morning... Um, you know, re reconnecting with the idea of the seven grandfather teachings and thinking about how that mm -hmm. is just such an, a lovely way to think about other human beings and, and how I'm just a small part of their life for a short time and how I can impact and help them have success and wellness in the classroom. And then I think that it's absolutely okay and I also think really necessary that we as educators continue to have conversations, continue to build relationships so that we can support and push and nudge and pull and redirect each other. Um, we can't wait for, for, for the, the consultant to walk in the school 
because they're overloaded as well. We can't wait for the principal to tell us what to do. We can't wait for everybody else. We can't wait for the system to shift. I mean, if we're going to do it, just go do it. And because I'll go back to, you know, what if we don't? Wise words, friend. Wise words. (laughs) So to wrap up, uh, where would you like to be found? Anyone wants to reach out, have further conversations with you? What's a good space to connect with you in? That'd be Twitter at at Jill Stan, J-I-L-S-T-A-M. Awesome. Thanks, Chris. (laughs) You're welcome, Jill Stan. I'm... uh, Happy to play a part in this. And like I said, thank you so much for inviting me into your classroom. Thank you to your students Mm -hmm. for allowing me to spend some time with them. And uh, wow, you know, kind of convo one, convo two. I I can't wait to see what our third third planet that we land on so we could uh, take this to the next level, okay? Watch out, world. Okay. (laughs) Okay, stay tuned. We'll talk soon. Okay. Chasing Squirrels podcast can be found on Podbean and iTunes. If you want to have a conversation on the podcast, please reach out to me. Probably the best way to connect with me is on Twitter. So that would be at Chris J. Clough. I also blog a little bit on WordPress. Feel free to check in on some of those topics. And I really do appreciate the time you spent with the podcast. Thank you for listening and have a fantastic evening.